guys, it's Amy. Welcome to ChirpCast, encouragement with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. I used to think that I like things to be restored, um, old cars, uh, furniture, um, and I've done a little bit of that myself, of restoring some things. Uh, once I had an old wingback chair, it had this hideous pink upholstery on it. And the longer I looked at it sitting in my house, the more confident I became in my non-existent ability to reupholster it. Um, I mean, come on, I looked it up on Google. It didn't seem like it was that hard. I figured I could totally do this. So uh, one day I just drug it into the middle of my living room and grabbed a few tools, um, things around the house that I typically use that are not what they're supposed to be for. Um, like instead of pliers, I probably had a butter knife. And so I started just tearing off the offending pink material and it was horrible. I quickly learned that this was not my forte and <laughs> that I should have just given that chair to somebody else or figured out how to cover it without having to tear all of the upholstery off. And let's just say as I fast forward this story, about a week and a half, it sat in my living room in the way, looking like it had been beat in a dark alley somewhere. <laughs> and I ended up helping someone load it into the back of their truck and they took it to where they could actually restore it back to its original glory. So needless to say, I completely failed at restoring that poor chair to its original glory. But I like when things can be remade. And so I had two words that I kept thinking about. Um, I was actually sitting outside on my deck a couple of nights ago and enjoying the view and the beautiful, cool weather. And these two words kind of popped into my head. And the two words are restore and refresh. And when I think about the word restore, um, to me, the definition that comes to mind is when you bring something back to its original state or self. And when something is refreshed, um, it's usually to update it to its newest or most current or best working self. Um, of course, my husband being the computer guy that he is, when I mentioned the word refresh to him, he kind of helps me sort of talk out these little topics sometimes. And he said, you know, refresh is a computer term. Um, you hit refresh and your screen refreshes and um, it brings up the new information and new material. When I look at the word restore, <laughs> sometimes I think about how the original is not the best. Uh, I think about being in an old car. Um, when I was in high school, my then boyfriend, current husband, drove a 1956 white Chevy pickup and I was in love with the truck. I loved this truck so much. It was just one of the coolest things. It had a big, heavy, loud engine. Yes, I was in a couple of races with him in this truck. And it was just, some. there was something about this truck that I just loved so much. The history behind it. And I just, I loved it so much. And there are lots of fond memories in this truck. We currently um, own this truck still, and we have talked about restoring this truck. And so when I think about restoration, I think about how um, in this truck, it would be nice if we completely restored it, it would still have crank windows. 
I kind of like power windows. I would prefer to have air conditioning as opposed to just driving with the windows down. And, you know, it would also be really nice to have XM radio in this truck as opposed to the little dial radio that was in it. There are so many things about restoring when we take something back to its original state that might seem really good on the surface. But then the word refresh comes up. And refresh to me speaks about revitalization. To bring something not just current, but to its best working self. For me, whenever I think about when Jesus was walking the earth, I can't imagine how the people felt hearing him talk about a new way of life. I mean, obviously being himself the Messiah coming and then talking about this new way of life to live and to love and serving other people. And it, this new idea was, it would have blown everybody's mind. I mean, it blows our minds nowadays to even think about loving your enemies. And whenever we, we talk about hearing Jesus, you know, walking the earth with these people and thinking, how could they not have just understood that he was trying to make things new? But yet he talks to us all the time. And how often do we, you know, hear God maybe speak to our hearts and we think, yeah, no way, that's not God. There's no way he's, he's not going to ask me to do that or he's not going to tell me to do that. It reminds me of the scripture, John 14, 6, where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. You know, we can try and restore or even refresh our own lives. We can try new hobbies. We can move to different cities. We can change jobs, change relationships. And we think that we are doing things to better ourselves. You know, going to the gym, starting to work out at home even right now. You know, we, we try so hard to bring our life back sometimes when it has fallen apart. And we think that we're the best ones to do this, you know, because I'm like, I know me. Why can't I just fix whatever this area is in my life that I'm struggling with? You know, I can do this. But I have to understand that Jesus is the way. Jesus is the one who can completely take my life that I have possibly turned upside down and he can put all the puzzle pieces where they need to go. And also another scripture that stands out is one that if you've been in church for any length of time or read any type of greeting card sometimes, you're going to find uh, Psalms 23 where it talks about, you know, he leads me beside the still waters. He refreshes my soul. And verse three specifically talks about he refreshes my soul. You know, only God can do that. Only he can refresh your soul. And the cool thing about it to me is that God doesn't just take something and put it back to its original state. He wants to make things new and better. And so when he refreshes something, he brings it back to its best working abilities. The best. Not... You know, that was old and that's what it was and, you know, your life was okay. But God says whenever he steps in, he can completely revitalize and breathe life into 
your life and your situation. And to me, that's so cool because I think about when God created Adam, um, he breathed life into him. The Bible says he breathed into him. It was God's breath in Adam that made him the man that he became as a living being. Only God can do that. We can try so many different things to try to make our lives better. We can exercise more. We can eat better. We can send greeting cards to our friends. We can work in our gardens. We can sit and meditate. We can do yoga. Those things might be good, but those things are not going to completely refresh our souls. Only God can do that. And when God creates... He creates originals, not copies. I think about whenever they have um, the the line of cars, when they create them, you know, it's a factory. It's just one carbon copy after another. You know, you don't want to buy two different cars from the same manufacturer and one of them is completely different than the other if they're supposed to be the same. But when God creates things, he doesn't make copies He doesn't say, we've got enough of this kind of person, so we're going to just make a hundred of these, and then we're going to make a hundred of those. God says that he wants to create individuals, and he wants us to be completely unique, because that's what works best, right? Is when we are uniquely ourselves. And it's so hard, but, you know, if we step aside and we take our hands off, God will not only restore but he refreshes as well. And only God can do that. makes me think of that uh, Lego movie when it talks about the master builder. You know, um, oftentimes I see things from a very spiritual perspective, I guess. And when I watched that movie and I kept hearing that the master builder, all I could think about was God. God is the master builder. He's not a puppet master, But he will definitely take the pieces of our lives when we bring them to him. And he will completely put them back together again. He will connect the dots. He will cross all the T's and dot all the I's. And it's going to be so much better. You know, I've tried (laughs) for years to keep control of certain things in my life. I've tried to control my attitude. I've tried to control sometimes even the look on my face. And I don't even do a very good job of that most often. But I know that whenever I come to God, he is a loving God and a gentle God. And he is not going to beat me over the head because I've made wrong decisions. He's going to be gentle like a master builder or a master craftsman. He's going to take his time and he's going to use gentle hands to put the pieces back together again every single time. He's not going to take a dust brush and a dustpan and just swipe me off into the trash and say, you know what, she's too far gone. You're not too far gone. You know, we've had a lot of time lately to sit around and kind of contemplate life maybe death, maybe the choices that we've made, maybe choices that are still ahead of us. But when we take everything that we have to the master builder, he can refresh and revitalize our lives like no one else can. 
It's always amazed me how God has spoken to me oftentimes in some of the darkest, most broken moments of my life. And the past several months have been a little bit difficult for me. And in December, actually, I wrote a poem called The Unhealed Heart. And I put it on my blog, um, which is at freebirdwords.wordpress.com if you'd like to read more. And so it's called The Unhealed Heart. And I just wanted to leave you with this today because I think that when we talk about God being the, the master builder or the only one who can refresh and restore us, this really was kind of where my heart went at this time. And maybe it'll bring a little bit of encouragement to you today. Here goes. It's a quiet moment, the clarity and the pause, a deep breath in, it rustles and escape. Hands untwisted, the same as the heart. Eyes lay closed on tear-dried cheeks. Please, God, if only you would. Stepping in, his presence fills the space. His very breath brings healing grace. Hands that are scarred, upturned with open arms. My tiny heart cracks and the massive places of lack. Dear one, if only you'd let me. With eyes upturned, and broken heart in hand, he accepts this gift with a gentle plan. The process is bitter, vinegar and wine, taking slow his time, binding hurt lovingly with twine. What's taking so long, I cry. You can't rush the heart's mending, comes his quiet reply. Patience is hard to sit, to wait. There's a process in the plan, even if you don't understand. The rush of fear comes beating on my heart, but he answers the fear with a look that would start. His gentle reminders of hope in the years, the sun through the clouds, laughter in the tears, a hope and a promise even yet to be fulfilled, brings a lightness to the heart, even one that's broken apart. I hope you were encouraged today. I hope that it gives you time to reflect on God's restoring power and refreshing. I hope you have an awesome day today. And you can listen to ChirpCast on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or any of your other favorite platforms. And I pray that you just enjoy God today and let Him do the restoration work that needs to be done.